welcome to another episode of Beyond Bushido. Our demise has been greatly exaggerated. We are live and we are brought to you by Rat Salad Review. Please, for the love of God, buy our boss's album because we sure as hell need the he needs the money, not us. He has a kid. <laughs> but you know, I, I am JL. I got to listen oh. to that whole album, James, and it's actually really good. Um, I told Wayne already, seven out of ten. <clears throat> Major Barlow vibes off the lead singer. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't mean the guitar player is going to try and storm the cap and go to jail. In this case, <laughs> I think the thing we have to worry the most about is Wayne storming the Chuck E. Cheese and demanding free pizza, but that's about it. That you so know that right could there. definitely happen, or or you know he's definitely going to DoorDash Pascal's because he needs the Chuck E. Cheese pizza in his life. But uh, yeah, Pasquale's. <laughs> it's called Pasquale's. Uh, Pasquale's. Sorry, my bad. That, that was the, that's the gimmick. That's the gimmick. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But so <clears throat> we, uh, of our two week hiatus, one was uh, because you encountered the yellow rain of Georgia. Welcome to Georgia. Enjoy the uh, the Pauline. And then uh, last week it was honestly um, my, my my computer broke and I, I tried to fix it. So you know, yeah, yeah. the uh, well, how Wayne said in his wonderful uh, you know thank you thing, my terrible internet done in my uh, Fallout shelter, and that's why I blame you for your for your terrible internet. So <laughs> that's right. All this time I've been the one being blamed for your stuff. Also, something else to mention, folks. Uh, another one of our great shows on Rats Out of Your Network, Who Mavs Music is Life, officially has his own website now. So you can get yes. all your things you need by going to, I believe it's musicislife.com. It is. Uh, I, I think. I think if you search "music is life" on Google, you will. It'll immediately send you to that wonderful website, which will soon have my episode with him. And it is. Um, I learned. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Um, how much of a mess that that recording turned into. I learned it from watching yes. you. Um, I think. I think we started talking about Roy Clark, which was what the what was what the episode was meant to be about. And I think we went into I went into a twenty minute di- diatribe about Opryland and why that was the biggest mistake was tearing down Paradise and putting in a sh- shopping mall. That's way too damn big. But anyway, well, fuck the Grand Old Opry. I just Opry right is in four nine the three and his saying of all that, uh, for what they did to Johnny Paycheck, what they did to Hank Williams Senior. What they did to Hank Williams Jr., what they did to all those son of a bitches. Now, James, we have a big weekend in front of us. And we all yes, know it, it's WrestleMania weekend. So what so you would say that this is the Super Bowl of Wrestling. This weekend is where the majority of you know stars are made, and also where a lot of people get that good old fashioned money from doing not just WrestleMania, but doing the side projects of WrestleMania. Now I know game changer has about 18 different freaking shows going around, around the clock before WrestleMania starts. We also have the, the WWE hall of fame, which Davey boy Smith is going into um, and and Rob Van Dam, which is amazing thing in the world. But our show since since, you know, we like to talk about the, uh, the, the more, uh, what, what's the best way to put it? We, we like the shoot style of wrestling. We like it when they keep it old school yes. and bring in the bring in the fun. So Josh Barnett has great has graced us with another awesome card that you'll be able to watch on Fight TV on Thursday. And the card has a few has a has a few people you 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 know and love, and we'll go through the card. Yes. So Mike McCow's. Mike Mikowski versus Hedy uh, Kadui, or however you want to say that. I will. I probably butchered that name. He's going to probably beat the shit out of me for that. Um, we got Alex Coughlin versus Roy Isaacs. So those two guys from last from the last blood sport. Yeah. You've got Chris Dickinson versus Shane Mercer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You've got your boy, the thousand year old man himself, Simon Grimm versus Alexander James. 
So that should be fun. Yeah, that shouldn't get saucy yes. at all. That won't go at bad oh, at that's all. Gonna, that's all the sauces. All the sauces. <laughs> mild, mild, medium, picante, all of them. Yes. I'm loving it. And then you got Bad Dude Tito and Victor Benjamin fighting. Bad Dude Tito, baby. Yes. Bad Dude Tito. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite of all of them. Bad Dude Tito. <laughs> uh, LA still sucks. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, then you got Davy Boy Smith Jr. after and uh, the day before inducting his father into the WWE Hall of Fame will be wrestling or will be fighting KTB, whoever that is. I see, I see violence. Kyle the Beast. Kyle the Beast. Okay, Kyle I'm the not, Beast I, is a big dude. He's very athletic. Guy uh, mainly out of uh, he was one of the guys who trained when Carino had uh, PWF Zero One USA based out of. Uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. It's where you saw Adam Cole come out of Kyle Wright. Okay. He did a lot of work out of there. A lot of guys like that came out of there. Then we have a lucha match in the middle of Bloodsport, which I don't. I, I want to see how saucy this gets. Uh, Rocky Romero versus the great Chavo Guerrero Jr. Okay, if you believe that's going to be anything other than a lucha submission fight, because that's that's first of all you got the creator. Trivia question, James. Yes. Who created the camel clutch? Oh, that was uh, Hector Gorey Guerrero, Guerrero, right? No, Gory Guerrero. Sorry, yeah. Gory Guerrero. Yes. Hector Guerrero created a completely different submission hold, the Gory Special. Yes. And then Mondo Guerrero created the Kiwi Roll, which is pretty much a twisting spladle. And, um, yeah, the Guerrero's, uh, of course, Eddie Guerrero created the Lasso from El Paso. Yep. So the Guerreros come from a long line of submission technical specialties. So Chavito is going to do great in there. Rocky Romero, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo graduate from the class of 2003, I want to say, 2002, 2003. It was the same class with uh, – that was back when him and Ricky Reyes used to team as the Havana Pitbulls. American Dragon was in that class. Uh, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him. We will uh, still we refer to him as his as his god class. name. His uh, mother his mother named him Brian Danielson. I'm gonna call him Brian Danielson. <laughs> Brian Danielson. Uh, TJP was in that class of yep. you know, Nobody's perfect. Not every student's that nice to work with. Anyway. <laughs> and uh yeah. Yes. Uh Micah Taylor, um, guys like that are all there together. So I'm actually really interested in that. I think that's going to be the sleeper match where nobody's expecting anything and they're going to see some damn good shit go down. So the also the the general I see this one as being pure violence because the, I think I, 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 I believe Josh might be a little angry at Super Beast because he's he's freaking fighting Shalak. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> and then, uh, oh, and, and then oh, for our first the old school, I see. At, at the and 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 for the first women's match because there are two women's match. The, the women, the women's are back. KZT versus Junakai. And then, cool. yeah, that that will be that will be fun. And then the uh, main actually, event. No, 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 no. No, 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 no! Wait, wait, wait! We have one more match before before oh. those. We have Leo Rush okay. versus Yoya, which should be could be interesting. Yeah, yeah it could be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be interesting or not. Anyway, then learn to okay. carry water on the bus like everybody else. Yeah, all right, Quickie and then carry the fucking water when you're the fucking rookie. Then, then fuck. what's he going to do? Fucking write a diss track about me? Fuck yeah, him. ooh ah. Uh. And then for the co-main event, it is Josh Barnett versus this young, this young upstart kid, this John Mooksley kid. Yes, that's going to be fun. Moxley versus Barnett's going to be a lot of fun. And Karate then our main crazy. event. And then our, our main, main event. event. Damn it. Our main event. Match of the night. Match of the night. One that matters more than anything else in this motherfucker. Absolutely. Allison K. Done fucked up. How bad did she fuck up, EA? That's right. 
How bad did oh, she dumb I'll tell fuck you how up? Bad she fucked up. This girl is fighting the best female catch wrestler in the United States right now. She's fighting a Russian assassin, a New York badass, a Johnny Rods girl. The only Johnny Rods girl that I will ever fucking say this about will kill anybody. A pandemic broke out. You know what the girl said? Fuck it, I won't go home. I'm going to spite the entire fucking continent of fucking Asia and win. And now they had to beg her to leave to come back to the States. Japan needed a break from the ass kicking. And so my girl, my Johnny Rod's sister, Masha Slamovich, coming in to kick that ass. She's not just coming in red hot. She's coming in fucking Soviet red hot. She's bringing fucking the war dogs of fucking former fucking Russian fucking monsters of war coming with her. Johnny Rod's fucking legendary fucking catch club with her. She's bringing all of it with her. All the way back to Grandpa Carl Gotch. She's bringing all that shit. And I'm telling you guys, she's a fucking killer. And I can't wait. How bad is she going to beat Allison K into? I mean, Allison K's been in some oh, good fights. She is, and she's a good girl from Michigan, you know, Detroit, whatever, Ohio. <clears throat> we'll go with Ohio. You know how like she's you know how they like to say Ohio versus the world and all that show over there? You are fighting the world. You're fighting the entire fucking world. And You're fighting the second the world. Access. She's gonna fucking German you straight on your fucking head. She's gonna give you that goddamn Moscow fucking German right on the top of your fucking pretty little head, you talented, talented, wonderful fucking human being. And I'm sorry. But you done fucked up, girl. Masha, we got you back. I love you to death. I can't wait. You're doing great things on the independence. I can't wait to see you on national television. Because she will be on national television, motherfuckers. She's that big of a fucking star. And she's the toughest bitch that you'll ever fucking see in this business. Go get it, Masha. So... Watch that on Fight TV this this Thursday. About it. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew you'd get excited as soon as I saw that saw that happen. I'll, I I immediately texted you, be like, Allison, done fucked up. <laughs> she done fucked it all up. Uh, that whole run she's had, that entire. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have any idea how hard it is for me not to fucking hop on a plane right now, still to go to fucking Tampa just to see that? It, like it, it I'm probably... fighting the urge. I, I know, I know you are because I mean. Not only did she come, I mean, she came through the same school you did. She she was taught by these same people that Dude, taught I remember you. watching video of her. You want me to give you an idea how bad of a bitch she is? Let's let's hear. Yes, that's all I'm about to say. I was She's I was about to bring trained. in. I was about to spring in. She was trained by Mr. Walker because we will we will refer to Cowboy in his proper God given term and re- give him proper respects because. He is that bad of a man, right. and we will not. We do not want to cross yeah. that man. We do not disrespect. That I man. remember when she was sixteen. I remember her being sixteen years old, with blue hair. Uh, Gleason's had set up like these cameras where you could watch online the training and stuff like that. And so there'd be nights where I would just be bored and I'd want to check in and watch the train because Cowboy, you know, is all schedulely put together. This was at the same time that uh, Evil and. Um, Evil and Finley Jr. were coming down to the school a lot. Yep. And I was watching do that. And what a lot of people forget is this isn't her first run in, in Japan that she just got done with. This was oh, her no. second fucking run in Japan. She was dominant in the first one when she first just turned 18 years old. And now she was back there and she was fucking killing it again. This girl's going to be a huge fucking star and I can't wait for it. And I'm so, so fucking proud of her. I'm, yeah, I'm thoroughly, really I'm thoroughly excited for that. I knew, I knew as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, someone needs to know. Someone hasn't, someone doesn't know. Light the freaking torches of Gondor, because somebody needs to know. The information must go." Oh, yeah. Oh, trust <laughs> me. I'm, I'm telling you, the fight I've been having with myself to not fucking fly down the Tampa just to see that shit. It's because I really I, I, want to be there fucking I understand the urge however you need the to problem channel is, that 
the channel is the problem is is if that if I you was thorn in your goddamn you, side that you need to fucking pluck and that you need to take care of that shit on Saturday. So after Thursday, after watching Masha beat the unholy bejesus <laughs> out of Allison, you're gonna have to channel all that energy and all that hate and make that more powerful because you have an issue which turns into Landon Hale's issue on Saturday night because he decided he wrote a check that I don't think his ass could catch. So I want you to talk about your, your yeah, match problem with that one. Sure. Yeah. Match as is the key word. Um, I've been begging, pleading and fucking everything under the sun to finally get my rematch with Landon Hale for my title. And they decided to slip two things in the paperwork, knowing that I couldn't read because my eyes were all messed up and my sinuses were all messed up. Uh, the first thing is it's not title. And then the second thing they throw in there is not only am I wrestling man, Landon Hale in the first match of the night non-title, then I have to come back in the main event, and it is me and Damian Bennett versus Landon Hale and Zero in a tag team match. Um... You know, fuck it. You know what? Nobody's nobody's watching this. Let's talk real. Um, it wasn't just allergies. Um, I actually have a partially fucking uh, this lung right here is still giving me issues from a couple years ago, and uh, I actually had a little bit of uh, lung damage here, and that's what's been going on with me. That's true. That's the real truth. And. Uh, I'm going to fulfill these bookings and I'm going to do them and we'll see what goes on after that. I'm pissed off about it. It sucks. But now I'm so I'm just going to punch Landon in the face very, very hard with this fucking hand. And then with this fucking hand. And uh, once I'm done doing that, we're going to go from there. But uh, yeah, that's why also I've been mentally fucked up for a couple days, James. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a deflation over here. And it sucks. Oh. oh yeah, it's it sucks. But you know what? You have these obligations. You are a professional, and thus professionals must, com- you know, when they make a commitment, they must oblige to their commitments. And I'm sorry, but you know, Landon might not make it to his second match. You know, he has two obligations. He physically might not. He you won't. know. You know. He won't. He's not going to. The fact that I got to take this motherfucker right here, you know, every fucking couple of hours has been driving me nuts. It really has. But uh, I want to move on from that because, James, tonight I've given you two amazing choices, uh, two matches to watch. And uh, these are two matches I know for a fact you've never watched. Yes. And because everybody is always talking about the four-bitten Dior, and everybody's talking about how AEW and Impact doing business together. And now we're getting uh, on the WWE Network a Broken Skull session that's Jericho and Steve Austin, which is really good, smart business by the WWE. And I'll tell you why here in a second. Um, I've, I've always hated this bullshit forbidden door term because, I mean, the fucking door has been blown off the hinges since fucking... 2000, maybe 2001. And I want to give you my favorite example with this first match here. Uh, Shinya Hashimoto has left New Japan Pro Wrestling and he started his own company called Zero One. Yes. And in this match right here, you're going to get to see something that I don't think anybody ever thought they were going to get to see. At the time, Shinya Hashimoto was running Zero One, but he was also helping out with a little company called uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. You may have heard of them. I may have heard of them. So, in this match, you get Shinya Hashimoto representing All Japan. You got his tag team partner representing New Japan. And they are taking on, from Pro Wrestling Noah, Jun Kayashi and Masahiro Masawa. Yes. So, you didn't, you didn't say who, who his tag team partner was from New Japan. Because it's kind of a big deal. Because the man never left New Japan. Ever. 
It is. We're not talking about anybody here. We're talking about Yuji fucking Nagata as his tag team partner with Shinya Hashimoto. We're not talking about just some schlub they pulled off New Japan. We're talking about Yuji fucking Nagata. We're talking about Blue Justice himself. And so we're just going to go right into it because there it is. Here's the Forbidden Door. The amount of egos. There it is. The original Forbidden Door right here. Yes. Go ahead. Play the volume. Listen to this crowd and how crazy they are, man. Look at him. There he is. <laughs> Poor June <laughs> gets overshadowed. I feel for oh, no. June. I love June. June. Yeah, fucking, so oh, much. don't worry. No, there is a moment in this match where fucking Simba is ready to take down Scar. <laughs> Now is this is this goateed freaking Yuji Yuji Nagata or is this babyface still? Oh yeah, no. this is he just won. He just won. Oh, this is Soul Patch one. Oh, this is Soul Patch. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is go. This is mustache and little bodies. Yeah. And this is Shinya Hashimoto's last run where he was really having great fuck matches. Oh. Now, James, you've never seen this before, have you? Absolutely not. And I'm so excited to watch this. Well, oh. And well, then they. <laughs> it's about to get. It already got a little saucy to begin with because Hashimoto decided I'm yes. going to fucking game this kid's chest in. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my work, people sending me messages this from work. This is the match, no. in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, this is the match that changed the whole trajectory of Jun Kayashi's career, uh, Jun Akiyama's career, because this is where Jun Akiyama was first transferring from junior weight to heavyweight. Okay. And you'll see what happens as it comes up, because little by little. Here it comes. Okay, come on, bitch. <laughs> you see. Oh, see, so like, so I don't, I don't Zero remember. Was so underrated back in the day. I, I never got to watch Junakiyama as a light heavyweight. I've only seen him with you know like the Kenta Kabashi wars and all those. So I never got to watch him as a light heavyweight. Yeah, Junakiyama as a light heavyweight is when he was still in the blue trunks in all Japan. And uh, it was literally, uh, he was Kenta Kabashi's tag team partner and sort of like his, uh, the, the Robin to Kenta's Batman, to Kenta Kabashi's Batman. And yeah, as you see. Oh boy. He's not putting up with bullshit. <laughs> and this is what I used to love about Zero One. They always had the side angle camera for yes. dramatics because yeah, the dramatics are coming. And here we okay. go. All right, go ahead, motherfucker. Give me them kicks. Here it comes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, uh, and, and and that's what I love about June because June would, would never back down from a fight. And like like I said, his wars with Kenta, Kabashi, and and Noah were freaking amazing. I love those so much. Yeah. I almost love those more than like the said, Suzuki and the all the other ones. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is what changed the whole trajectory. And here we go. The match nobody thought they would ever get to see. Listen to the crowd oh. right here. If you turn it up, you can hear these crowds going nuts. Because this is what they wanted. Uh, they got to do the clean break. Nope. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Masawa and freaking holding nothing back at the moment. Just turn this down just to skosh. Oh. 
Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, just listen to this crap. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, 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 fuck. <laughs> you know, you were right. Hashimoto. Made shit right here. The Hashimoto, the, the rounder he was, the better. He just—he never could be yes. the. He was never going to be the the, uh, the buff baby. Yep. Oh. That that uh, elbow drop the was really nice. The Hashimoto was better than matches were. So that elbow drop—it looked a lot like. Um, I was just watching someone put it on Twitter. The uh, the uh, Buddy Landell elbow drop and how beautiful that was, and just that, yeah, the, the amplitude and everything. Elbow. Yeah. Yes, it was amazing. Uh, nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother, we're going. We're going. It's like, fuck you. You ain't sticking me with your sidekick. <laughs> you didn't need the face. Okay. <laughs> in Yuji, in in, at this time, this is before he starts doing the MMA fights. And all that, right? This is pre Anoki. This, right this is when he first started. His... Yeah. <clears throat> no, this is Oof. in the heart of Anokiism because uh, Hashimoto left because of Ogawa. But Nagata just won the G1 beating Muda, which was unheard of. And this is when okay. he first shaved his head and was like on his hot run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Holy shit. And it's over. There it is. Yeah. Maybe five minutes. Oh. Oh no, it's not oh. over yet, sir. <laughs> it's not over at all. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's getting like, oh shit. We got a kerfuffle, folks. We've got a Donny Brook going on. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Speaking of speaking of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, here we go. All right. Fuck it. Let's all go to war. <laughs> We're all going to war. Wait, wait a way to definitely calm that down, Ogawa. Way to uh way to really make everybody all calm there. Way to calm them all down. Nope. <laughs> He's looking for a motherfucker. <laughs> He's looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell am I gonna? Where the hell is he? Is this many people in the ring? <laughs> I like to call that the uh, what was that movie? Uh, fuck, I just forgot the name of the movie. Um, Spinal Tap, when they're trying to find oh, the yeah. stage. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland! Fuck's Hashimoto. Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> Oh, uh, that's um, is that, is that uh, Naga, uh, Fujita? Monster, yeah, okay, that's Fujita. Okay, F- speaking of Fujita, guess who just won a NOAA championship? <laughs> Fujita won the won the uh, the intermediate the intercontinental title in NOAA. Oh, Jesus. Fujita's back. So Fujita's back wrestling. Fujita's. <laughs> Yes. So you got you. Yeah. The, yes. The nineties are back, but, but baby, the nineties are back, baby. I, I just love, love it. You got Noah people. You got fucking uh, zero one. You got New Japan, and you got all Japan all in the ring. All these different fucking associates trying I love to fucking it. be in the middle of this shit right here. But yeah, I knew it was a short one, but it's a fun one for me. Just because I, of all the I, hell that breaks loose, because that oh, just. Yeah. Ego. That's great. Oh, that's that's and, and I love it how like everybody had like their young boys with their with their company jackets there, 
So like, they were all fighting and had the jackets on. It's like you knew who the Noah oh, kids yeah. were. Absolutely. It was definitely, it was definitely like West Side Story going down. Oh, that's so good. Exactly. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, I love I every a, minute of that. that. And so the next one actually comes from a my personal collection. The reason I call it a my personal collection is because if you actually look at the curtain when this gentleman comes out for his entrance, you'll see a uh, eighteen year old kid who's immediately sticking his head out the damn curtain to watch every second of this match. So we're gonna take it back to uh, USA Pro Wrestling. It is the year 2000, I believe, maybe 2001. On loan from WCW, you have Crowbar Demonstrating. Okay. And on loan from WWE, you have Eddie Guerrero. So this is another Forbidden Dior match. Forbidden and, uh, Dior. Special I... uh, appearance by... Uh, I like this one. So... By Trinity, who comes to the ring with Devin Storm. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't think I got Devin Storm on this one. I think he's already in the ring, but uh, I, I just enjoy because, like, yeah, you've been, yeah, yeah, you've no, been... No, no, the other one. But okay, so before you, before, like, so before, see, before we start this, the the beer is going quick, so I'm gonna have the burps. You've been there to watch it, behind the curtain some amazing matches because. You were at the Ring of Honor show when Brian Danielson and Homicide had their big match in, in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yes. And and I, I remember and and you're you're actually in, in the you were in the in another match at that time, but you were there watching that entire match go down. And you're there to watch it. <clears throat> yes. So you have Absolutely. been so you've this been one there to some wrestled on the card. Okay. So, this is at the old Elks Lodge in New York, the old ECW Madhouse of Extreme on Queens Boulevard. Ah, so um, you went really far yeah, for this no, one. I've been uh, <laughs> uh, no, I uh, yeah, I know exactly. Actually, fuck it. One funny fact: I walked from Seventy Street where my aunt was. I walked four blocks over to Eighty Second Street, and I took Eighty Second Street ten blocks up onto Queens Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Wait i got there yeah i walked to the show yeah so and that, and it wasn't a very far walk yeah. either <laughs> not at all i wrestled on the card i finished my match and i immediately thankfully it was a goodman card so there was literally 17 matches on the card that night yeah he's been known to have matches. some that's some, how good yeah he's run. Yeah, this shows were like four and a half hours, but you know, people got their money's worth and there'd be a ton of names. And uh, this was the first name match of the night. That's why the Elks Lodge looks weird because the lighting for the night for the night part of the show is already up, but it's still light outside. And it's really weird to look at the Elks Lodge half full like this because you watch all the old East shows. Yeah, growing up in New York, I went to a lot of the guard cards. I went for the WWF. I went to every ECW card. I went to almost every, as soon as I could start wrestling, I tried to get on every indie card in New York. And I got to see some really great moments. And this, to me, is a really great Eddie Guerrero match that never gets credit just because it was on a smaller indie. All right, so now let's start it. And let's down a little bit unless the copyright comes. I love somebody who's literally rocking their shoulder camera for this bad boy. Oh, look at him. Oh. So over the camera, watch. Now watch. Get ready. Get ready. Oh. Here's my cameo. <laughs> there I am. Very discreet there, TA. Very discreet. <laughs> so discreet. It's a fucking fabric curtain. It's a fabric curtain, and there's no fucking. You can't see through it. That's the only way to walk out. But you couldn't, you couldn't have peeked the, just the head out. You had to do the full fucking body. You had to do the full Monty cameo. 
called the fucking it, the win. There was a big fan. There was oh. a huge fan <laughs> that nobody could see, and it knocked the rest of me out when it was just supposed to be my and just fucking showed everybody it was me. <laughs> but no, I wasn't uh, mentioning this match for the hell of me for the, for uh, the life of me. There's uh, referee Vince. Hansen. I miss Eddie Guerrero. I I miss this shtick so much. Oh, yeah. I'm gone to way too fucking. Yeah, soon. and I mean, so good. This everybody forgets how fucking great of a worker Devin is. Really, I mean, Devin Storm is. I remember him in fucking 1994, 95. Him and Ace Darling put on fucking these amazing clinics, like wrestling wise, on the independent shows in New York. In the East Coast, it was Crowbar, well, Devin Swan, Ace Darling, Reckless Youth, Tom Carter, you might know him as, and Mike Beckenbush. Those were like the four premier guys, and they were all cruiserweights. That was like the first generation of real cruiserweight guys that that were working a different style. Like, at that same time, you had uh, Steve Carino, uh, Simon Diamond, who was wrestling as Paul Diamond at the time, but they were more heavyweight guys. Like these yeah. guys were just putting in work. Like you know, you watch Devin here and just how good he, how smooth he is, and everything. They were like that first generation. Then you had your next generation that came, which were Loki and Xavier and the SAT. He's you know that jumped it up, jumped it up a whole nother notch. But yeah, like Devin was always just one of my favorite guys to watch. I mean, you gotta remember, Devin was looked at as a cruiserweight. Devin's fucking six foot tall, and I mean, he's I was gonna say, he's great. He's and kind of, kind of, kind of big for considering cruiserweight. But then you, know, you gotta remember the time. I mean, yeah, there was a different. It was a different time. Yeah. <clears throat> you gotta remember the first time Vince McMahon saw Eddie Guerrero. All he said was, "He's just so tiny." <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, we just couldn't get over how short Eddie Guerrero was, but how big of a personality he was. And I mean, you know, back then, cruiserweights, that original WWF uh, light heavyweight title, when they first introduced it, I want to say in like 98, and they bought a Devin for it and everything. You know, 96. it was like for guys 225 and under. Yes. Yeah, 96. The weight limit was 225. Yep. So when you look at that at 225 pound weight limit, you know, there are guys who have been heavyweight champion of the world now on television and main event and pay-per-views that, you know, they would have been pigeon-held to that. Oh, God, I mean... You know, uh, look at this fucking shade wrestling. Just look how smooth. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 this is... And, and, you know, and I saw a lot of the... Uh, the since, since you showed me, you know, Negro Navarro and all that stuff. See, look at that. You see, you see how I'm yeah. doing it? Do you see yeah. how I'm in the curtain? God damn it. Now you're See, you're better. You, you stepped, really you stepped on the bottom. You stepped on the bottom. Yeah, you stepped on the bottom and make sure make sure you didn't show yourself yes. again. <laughs> but you know, ever since you showed me Negro yeah. Navarro, like I've been slowly, you know, seeing that style of lucha, and damn, I it's so fucking good. And you know, and I can see where Guerrero started. They started really off is. doing the the lucha, the the gra- the more grappling lucha, and then <sighs> now they're kind of picking it up and. Starting to do more and you know building it up, but nope, yeah. he's still doing headlocks. He's still holding them down, and just eh. Eddie Guerrero with yeah. the facial. Look at that! Look at the face. He's you know showing. It's just damn it. He was so fucking good. <laughs> just so fucking good. Really I well, miss Eddie Guerrero. And the thing yeah. is, the thing is, I wish I could get video for you. I used to have video of this, Johnny. Used to actually bring in old ass Black Gordon, literally Black Gordon, who was one of the original. Like him and Gory Guerrero were the two like technical monsters of lucha libre back in like the sixties and seventies. And I, I kid you not, John used to do school shows. I'm I'm talking about before me. I'm talking about it was Taz and Tommy Dreamer and Cowboy Billy Walker and Devon and. Okay. Big Dick Dudley and all of them. He would bring in, like, uh, Mr. Pogo used to come in and do shows for Johnny when he was around New York. But also, Black Woman used to come okay. in and he would do these lucha submission fucking just 
matches and Johnny used to have the school show tapes. I remember one time I brought in my VCR, I got my fucking book back and I literally made a compilation tape. It was at my aunt's house of just these black Gorman matches when he would come in and he would fucking do it. You see, that's, that's the real fun stuff is a black Gorman video is like black Gordman in the sixties and, and Gore and uh, Gory Guerrero, which oh, you God. can't find that shit anymore. And it was so good. I mean, Look at fucking Daniel with his bow and arrow. Yep. I mean, they've That's, been going oh, that, stop and everything. Jesus, and he just able to yeah. freaking ah, oh, and to find and to find a uh, find a counter out of that too. Just to freaking, it just it, uh, makes sense. It's supposed to be a struggle. Up. Oh, yeah. No, we're gonna get. Are we getting some Eddie Guerrero shenanigans? No, he was letting him know that the fucking there was a boy there was a boy loose in the ring. Oh. Uh, there was a 500-pound guy named uh, Cheeks wrestling this card that fucking broke the ring before the match. Cheeks! Oh, Cheeks. Yes. Man, the, the, the star of the first TNA wrestling match ever held. Yeah, the one who broke the ring with Frank Parker. <laughs> yes. yes. And that's why the whole fucking pay-per-view had to be changed around, and they had to do a parade of champions and start the damn show. Yep. Because of freaking Cheeks wrestling. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh damn! Oh, but yeah, speed. like like I was saying, um, just like that whole independent scene when when Devin started going back to just a little bit. This was literally any given night on an independent card anywhere in the Midwest or the Northeast. You could see this would be the guys. This would be like one of these guys would be like in the main event against each other. Storm, Ace Darling, Reckless Youth, Mike Quackenbush, Al Snow, Sabu, Chris Benoit, or uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Okay. Oh no, that sounds terrible. That doesn't sound like an like, entertaining uh, it, night it, at all. That sound. That's uh, <laughs> you just you just named the what what freaking the majority of what made EC the early ECW what it was and freaking. And oh, oh, yeah. Hey, we've seen that person before. <laughs> and there's Trinity. <laughs> and, you know, you just you're just naming what ECW freaking latched on it. Such a huge, such a huge damn star. But she got she made that money. Uh, she, you know how she made her money, right? No. Oh, she uh, Soprano, she was, right? No, she was Jennifer Gardner's stunt double. For everything okay. Jennifer Garner did, the TV show where she was a fucking uh, yep. TV alias. show she did that alias, yeah. Uh, Electra, she was she was uh, her stunt double as Electra in both the Electra films. Any action film Jennifer Garner did, um, that was her job. That was her main job, is that. And of course, she did other stunt work besides that. But yeah, no, that's how Trinity made her money. And so. For her, you know, and I mean, she did still get runs in the WWE with the new ECW and then, of course, an Impact TNA. But, yeah, she was just, you know, a hell of a nice girl. I fucking always a nice girl to be around. Damn good worker. Like, she fucking just acted like it was nothing. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so Trinity, shout out to her. She's married now. She's got some babies of her own. She enjoys being a mom at home. And uh, yeah, whenever Jennifer Gardner needs, whenever Jennifer Gardner is an action film, there's Trinity. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just this is just a great. Uh, I hate calling it an old school match, but it unfortunately is old school now, and it sucks that this has to be old school because this shit is good. And a little pull of the tights. <laughs> yes. There we go. Cut off again. Off, there we go. Show off no, the see, To me, this isn't fucking old school. No, no, this is wrestling. You can fucking still get away with this. Is the shit. This is the shit that you can do right now on television and it'll get over. The problem is, I call it paint by numbers wrestling. I'm going to talk a little inside baseball here. What I mean by paint by numbers wrestling is, is somebody sees person A do this. So they automatically believe that their style has to be like that. And then when they see person B and C and D do it, everybody else does that. 
And I think that's really what's led to the degradation of the businesses. That there's no more variety like there used to be. You know, there used to be a variety where you would see even even all these guys and in their matches. Devin Storm matches were completely different than Eddie Guerrero matches. Two Cole Scorpio matches were completely different than Rob Van Dam matches. Um, Doug Furness matches were completely different than Kenta Kabashi matches. But by God, when they got in the ring, you got to see these different styles meld and work with each other. And, and I feel like you don't get to see that type of range anymore. I feel like you either are stuck watching product A style or product B style. And I feel like there really should be a variety show. I think AEW does a pretty good job of giving a variety out with dark sometimes. But a lot of times, like, I feel like it's just you're either working the WWE style or the AEW style. And that's why I feel like Impact or MLW could pick up the slack if one of them would present a show that had a variety style. I enjoyed watching MLW when they had MJ, MGF, or MJF, they had Hammerstone, they had Jacob Fatu, they had, or excuse me, they had Contra Dynasty, they had all these different styles. Cause yeah, you would see a cruiserweight match and then you would see, you know, Hammerstone doing, and oh God, oh God, <laughs> look that in the face. Um, yeah. You know, you had those, you had those different styles. And yes, you did have, you had Penta and, and Phoenix doing their stuff. And it feels like, and, and, and I know you don't want to, you, you don't want to criticize. And, and I understand that, but I feel like the AEW style is less the AEW style and it's the young buck style, which I feel like only the young bucks and yeah. Lucha, Lucha bros can do and Pat can do. They, they're the only ones who could do that style. Well, and Kenny, okay. um, I think that's what makes Darby Allen stand out on that product. And what makes Moxley stand out is because they are so different. Yes. <clears throat> and um, I agree that, that I think really helped them is the fact that Darby's different. and MJF is different. That's what makes him stand out. But yeah, a lot of it's just, like I said, it's paint by numbers wrestling. And it's like, you know, we, it was never business where everybody was the same, you know, Junkyard Dog, yeah. Hogan, and Macho Man, and Ricky Steamboat, Butchery, they all had their own little gimmick, their own little style oh. to them, and that's what made it I, unique into them and to their own. I love that foot wash freaking thing that Eddie Guerrero always did. I always enjoyed that. Oh, and the Atomic oh, yeah. Drop. Oh. I miss I miss Rick Rude getting Atomic Dropped on Twitter. That's one. Of the, that was one of the greatest Twitter feeds for a while there. All the videos of oh, Rick Rude getting different cells. Yeah, now watch this. Yes, I love this version of the surfboard that Devin used to do. This is a completely different version than anybody else's. Yep. So this is what I'm talking about. Because watch how this looks. It's completely different, but it still fucking works, and it still fucking looks fucking painful. They can do the double chicken weight because of how close he is. I'm still such a fan of the fact that we're in the 2000s here and Eddie's sporting the greatest fucking dead side fucking mullet you could find in all of them. He never got rid of that mullet. Ever. We got two great mullets he here. Did for, he did when he won the title. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he did. No, uh, Devin, the, he doesn't have a mullet. Devin has, he has the, the, he has the Gene Simmons going. He's got the top tied down, but the, de- but the sides out. Okay, okay, okay. No, uh, yeah, there was. I mean, when when yeah, was Eddie Guerrero's Devin, mullet Devin not great the, outside uh, of that WWE championship run, though? What was what? When when did Eddie Guerrero not support a great brother mullet? Mullet. Um. Well, no, because that was when he started growing it back. I remember him and Chavito both fucking shaved their heads short when they started doing the Los Guerreros tag team. It was weird to me seeing Eddie with like really short hair like that, and I think Eddie was weirded out by it because. He definitely grew that fucking mullet back the first chance he got. <laughs> I love the uh, up they go uh, to watch. Ah, whoopsie. <laughs> so sell the I, I, brother. Sell I the love the uh, I love the eight the the eighties JC Penny Sears photo that him and him and Vicky and and Shaw and I forget who the other daughter is. 
they did, but they definitely were. It definitely was not in the eighties when they made that photo. <laughs> everybody didn't forget. Yes, Vicky. Vicky had the the awkward... is like I think Shell is like twenty two now. Uh, she's uh, she's older now, sir. She's she's a she's a vet assistant and has her own burlesque dance troupe. And then she's not, and she's also yeah, but married she's like now. Twenty six tops. Yeah, I don't. She might be older, dude. Yeah, she's she like was twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. She's still very young. Yeah, she's not that know. old because she was barely a fucking teenager when Eddie won the belt, and that was. You know what I mean? She was barely a teenager then. She wasn't even a teenager. She was like a little girl. Um, there we go. So there's the fucking brain buster. Everybody knows what's coming next. Uh, now watch this. This you might not get away with in today's era of wrestling that you're about to see. But God damn it, it is hysterical to me. That you can get away with. But what comes after it, you could not get away with in today's wrestling era. She gets in. You can get away with this, the running DT. Okay. <laughs> I'm expecting some... get away with this next couple things. Nope. <laughs> Dink. She goes to hook up again, kick to the gut. Powerbomb, nope, she makes it out. Oof. She charges again. I'm going to fucking backdrop you. <laughs> He's not done yet. I oh, still love... I'm going to give you the Guerrero catapult. Yep. Oh, and you're gonna get Death Valley Driver. Catches him. DVD. Oh, such a good spot, though. I love that people are 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 right now going through May Young's greatest hits of 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 her telling the boys to fucking lay that shit in. You're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> like like yes. the but like the 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 uh, hardcore yes. Holly one where he's like, I throw a snug like I, I throw a snug freaking clothesline. She goes. You better fucking make that shit snug. <laughs> or, or her exactly. freaking or her telling Bubba Dudley it was okay to do that freaking table thing. <laughs> when she's 80s. Yes. Something mid-80s. Oh, May miss me, young. Good God. If she told she, her an angle, you better... Fucking slam you, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah, that line too. Yeah, you better fucking do. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We got the chair. Uh oh. Is he gonna do a hurricane rod off there? Or excuse me, a Frankensteiner? It could be anything. This is Devin's <laughs> crazy. So no, listen, oh, curl oh. could be anything. Oh. This is what Devin so, was in his crazy. Here we go, throw off. Oh. And here it comes. Oh, God. Onto the chair. Because it's Eddie Guerrero's gimmick. Uh, so, and now he's someone, up. someone found a, found a nice little... Uh, oh, Frog Splash! Yes. So, and the winner. And still number again. one in our hearts. <laughs> yes. So... And also, what I saw sealing the nail in the coffin for WCW to lose. I also found something on Twitter, and I'm hoping that maybe you could find some of this stuff. The Steiners in Japan and watching Rick Steiner yeet somebody yes. into freaking oblivion. I mean, he yeeted somebody You're just freaking that super, that super fucking T bone. Yes, where he just loses him in midair and just chucks him. <laughs> yeah, that's Robbie Steiner, baby. That's Robbie Steiner. Robbie Could you imagine? So, so like they're they're talking about that they were doing the what if is what if the Steiners stayed in Japan and did UWFI? What would they have done in that fucking oh, situation? Oh, fuck me, <laughs> fuck me. Have I ever showed you the infamous uh, Steiners versus Benoit Liger match? No, you haven't. We could save that for next week's okay. episode. <laughs> that's absolutely next week's episode that was definitely not in next week's episode <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you that one who am I gonna show you that one oh boy <laughs> but yes I think we've had a successful show back today James yes I, I believe I believe we are we are good and then we will uh, definitely have a recap of Thursday's episode of Bloodsport for everybody. We'll have our, our recap and our 
in our uh, expert opinions on it because we are experts now. We have had we have had members of the Bloodsport team watch us and review us, probably just to make sure that we weren't copywriting infringing. But hey, that that doesn't matter. They were still here to watch us. <laughs> they watched us. Damn it! Even the owner. Oh, exactly. I almost forgot, James. My big announcement. Oh, announcements. Oh, I forgot. Yes, I forgot. We cliffhangered these poor people for two and a half weeks. Uh, we are the worst podcast ever. Fuck you, talking shop. We're oh, better no. at this shit. Well, <laughs> I got some news for you, folks. And the news is this. The announcement is not ready to happen yet because... I can't tell you why yet. But by God, the minute that I'm allowed to announce it. You people are going to be the first to find out. Once I can announce it, you'll be the first to know. What kind of party shit is this? Oh my God. Oh, this is so fucking Uh, party. This really pissed you all off. Okay, bye. (laughs) And he leaves me with the fucking check at the end of the night. So I want to thank you guys. Please go to Rat Salad Review. As you see my wonderful cat in the background there, he is the most entertaining person in this show. It is not me. It is not EA. It is that wonderful cat back there. Anyway, thank you guys for watching again. I am JL. That is EA leaving us on a cliffhanger. And we will see you guys next week. So for hopefully less carny, but I doubt it because it's worse than that. Anyway, see you guys.
my face.